Welcome back, guys. Another night of this wonderful, beautiful day up in upstate New York today. 64 degrees. Beautiful Middle day. December. Middle of December, just like a few years ago we had. Um, I, I don't even know how to start to introduce our special guest right now because he has done not only leaps and jumps and... Remember that video, Tremors, when they're jumping over the rocks, getting into that truck? That's the shortest amount that I can even say our special guest has done in the sense for our vets um, and the healthcare field. So I guess without further ado, please welcome our special guest tonight, Brian Talley, the one and only Talley man. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, how are you? Thank you. Good. Good. Yeah, we're doing great. Um, today was a great day. I actually took the bike out for a little bit, so which was nice. Finally. So... Yeah, it's been crazy, man. It's been nuts. Um, Zach, we'll start off with you, man. Like, yeah. what uh, what questions do you have just to just to start off? So I'd like to know a little bit about your uh, your background with the military. Um, you're a former yeah. Marine, right? Yeah. So I was okay. in the Marine Corps. Um, I enlisted in '94. Um, I got off active duty in '99, and then I stayed in the active reserves for a couple years. You know, until I completely got out um, of the Marine Corps. And then, uh, you know, when I got out, started a family, uh, started a small business, um, a small custom landscape company. Uh, that was a very successful company uh, that would end up being my job until I ended up getting hurt back in 2016. Nice. Nice. Yeah, landscaping is no fun. Um, I know myself, I did black topping and seal coating for 18 years. So it's, it's all that tough tough grunt work you know yeah i didn't mind it you know i was the owner so you know i ran a design build uh you know custom landscape company i did a lot of work for you know a lot of high-end uh you know residential customers that had you know million dollar plus homes and so you know it was fun uh but i was definitely a grunt i you know i i did the bids i you know did the work with my crew i was very hands-on owner uh, so nice. you know it was very I loved it. It was, you know, definitely my passion uh, to, you know, you know, to design and to build uh, custom landscapes and, you know, putting greens and irrigation and rock walls and all that stuff. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it all the way up until I couldn't anymore. Yeah. You know, it's nice, too, because the landscape makes the house. I remember my dad telling me when Absolutely. I was younger. Um my dad was the type of person to, you got to mow the lawn one way and one way only. There's no other way to mow the lawn. And yeah. it doesn't matter where you live or what kind of house you got. The outside of the house makes your house. That's that's what I strongly feel. And I, I still feel it to this day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm very OCD about my lawn. I'm like, <laughs> Clint Eastwood, you know, get off my lawn. You know? yep. yep, exactly. Like, you know, I've always been that guy and I've always been very particular about people walking through my landscapes and, you know, respecting, you know, stay off the, the grass the beauty, you know, of the work that we've done. And, you know, the worst thing is you get done and you've got new sod laid down. You got your irrigation, everything's beautiful. You got your mulch and all your plants and then a painter comes out and he washes out. <laughs> your yep. It's like, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times that's happened, but it's, 
Yeah, that's not a good way to start off with the landscape contractor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nope. <laughs> um, just as a heads up, a little a little uh, housekeeping, I guess we call it. Um, with our StreamYard right now, please, uh, if any Facebook users comment, definitely we love the comments. Just let us know who you are so we can give you a shout out. Um, again, the Facebook user uh, thing is acting a little funny, so we don't know exactly who you are. So just state your name real quick, and then we can give you a shout out. Um, but yeah, it is, I think, you know, same thing with the seal coating, uh, you know, or a good landscaper, you get, you just get finished with your job. And then, you know, for us, it was always like, oh, a landscaper show up now while the steel coat's wet. And then you have, yep. you know, that shooting of grass across the thing. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's Lindsay. Thank you very much. Chiming yeah, in. That's Lindsay. always been, you know, uh, a problem. You know, you got, always. you know, trade showing up at the same time, you know, you got to pray to home that needs to be done tomorrow. And you got a hundred contractors over there, you know, just working on top of each other, trying to get things done. And it's it tough. just ends up being a, just a big clusterfuck, you know what I mean? So yep. it, that's just one of those. Yeah. Always, always. So let's so I wanna, oh, go I ahead, Zach. I want to get into um, your book. I saw your post earlier today when I was at work um, about the sales of your book. Um, right. You weren't, weren't getting enough, enough sales, correct? Um, so I wrote a book about my story about what I went through with the VA in 2016. I completely slipped through the cracks. Um, you know, some very egregious medical malpractice ensued, uh, nearly lost my life. And then I fell victim to the legal malpractice after the medical malpractice put me on my knees due to no fault of my own. And then after that, I didn't have a congressman because Congressman Duncan Hunter got indicted on, on federal charges. So here I was, a broken man, a broken a veteran. I had a bone-eating staph infection that ate me alive for over four months that did tremendous uh, damage to my spine and my kidney and my bladder. Uh, still to this day, all, all three levels of my spine. I mean, imagine, you know, a, a, lot, a lot of folks will get a severe infection, um, you, you know, in their body, on their skin or whatever it may be. Uh, MRSA, uh, uh, you know, a staph infection, um, and you can die within days. I mean, it's very, very severe. It's, it, it, you know, it's very serious. I had this bone-eating staph infection that was literally inside me to where you couldn't see it, uh, but it was destroying my spine and devouring, you know, my spinal bone, disc, uh, you know, tissue, nerves, uh, you know, bladder, you know, everything that you could possibly, you know, imagine that infection was affecting in my body. And, uh, you know, through delayed and denied care of the VA, denying blood tests, denying, uh, you know, MRIs and, you know, any diagnostic testing, um, it, it was, it's a miracle I'm here. I, I mean, I know people that have had some serious septic, you know, issues in their life and within one or two days, it's uh, because it is so severe and you know what they you know all, the only thing that, that they did for me in the VAER is shoot me up with the lotted methacarbamol kilowatt bags of pain pills you know and I you know would essentially just go in, in my chair and, and die and kind of wilt away and uh, you know until you know four months later uh, a private surgeon in San Diego opened me up and he says man you, you're in really bad shape you've got this infection that's eating you alive from within and, you know, we're going to need to go ahead and, you know, do some some serious work on your back here. So one thing, you know, uh, led, uh, led to another. I filed a tort claim. 
you know, that's pretty much suing the VA for malpractice and negligence that caused the, the permanent injury and, and, and nearly my death. Um, they stated that they were going to settle my claim. Um, and, and they, and, and they said this over and over again, and they pretty much, you know, walked my family and I down this garden path that, Hey, you're not going to lose everything. You know, by now I've already lost my company and our family vehicle. I haven't worked in over a year and, and my health went from being healthy to, you know, being in a wheelchair um, yeah. or walker or just living in my room in my chair where I didn't get out. I mean, I was in my chair for years. Uh, living a broken life, uh, you know, having your livelihood stripped away from you uh, due to no fault of your own for doing everything the right way uh, by contributing to society and being, a, you know, a, you know, a family guy and a guy that worked hard, you know, put everything on his back, literally, and, and wore his heart on his sleeve, uh, you know, until I couldn't anymore um, because I was so physically, mentally and emotionally broken. Um, at the one year mark, the VA uh, did an about face and they denied my uh, my claim based on a technicality and an employment status mm -hmm. from a law that was written in 1946 that states that if the VA finds out that a uh, non-U.S. government employee is responsible for the veteran's uh, uh, injury. Uh, whilst you can care inside the, the halls and the walls of the VA, that they are not responsible. So what the VA has cleverly done uh, is they have uh, brought in so many independent contractors inside the VA, and you don't know who they are. They have VA badges, VA doctor coats. You know, they see VA, you know, patients. They have VA, uh, you know, laptops. They, they essentially have keys to the building. Anybody in America would think, oh, those guys are employees. Um, but no, they're independent contractors. So they treat them as if they were employees until they get in trouble. Once they get in trouble, oh, there's the clause. They're independent contractors. So the VA didn't uh, reveal this information to me until the one-year mark. At the one-year mark, they sent me a letter, and my uh, state statute of limitations had expired by three days. They said, Sorry, we deny everything based on a technicality. We are no longer going to, um, you know, approve, uh, you know, approve your claim uh, for the medical malpractice. You need to sue in state court. Well, that letter was dropped three days after my state statute of limitations had expired. Therefore, denying my right to due process and leaving me with no legal recourse or no justice at all. And one of the worst VA medical malpractice cases. In, in in recent memory um you know and it's destroyed me a lot of, you know and you know even cognitively it, it you know it's you know with all the pills and everything i was on for years and years and you know the pain and this you know the and the multiple surgeries and the the path of destruction that that infection left behind in me you know has de definitely changed my life forever um and and so i was forced to act I could have stayed in my chair and lived a life of misery and defeat. Um, and, and one day, uh, through strength and, and, and endurance and resilience and perseverance, I stood up. I said I was going to start getting 1% better every single day despite the hardship I was in and despite my physical um, uh, limit, limitations uh, that I would write my own bill and I would hand deliver it to Washington, D.C., to the steps of the Capitol, and then 
walk the halls of Congress going door to door urging lawmakers to change this outdated law that's completely destroyed the lives of veterans and their families for generations. That's you know, crazy. And, and that's exactly what I did. I ended up having four bills introduced in Congress. Um, and it took me three years to lobby Congress with zero lobbying dollars here. Uh, just a man going in there trying to make a difference. Um, you know, again, because I didn't have any representation. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a congressman to stand up for me. So I had to go find them. I had to go beat down doors in D.C. Uh, and work for the good of the country uh, to drill it into the heads of liberals and Democrats and Republicans and conservatives to say, guys, we need to come together for the good of the country and pass this bill that would essentially close a loophole that has completely destroyed the lives of veterans and their families for far too long. And, you know, through the grace of God and, again, you know, a lot of prayers and we finally were able to influence Congress enough come to the table and to um, come, to, you know, to a resolution to close this 74-year VA legal loophole. Um, and um, President Trump signed it into law on January 5th of 2021. And today's our one-year anniversary uh, from when it actually passed the House and the Senate. Um, so That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's already done a lot of but work out there, it is in motion, it's working. Uh, there's a lot of veterans and their families that have already been saved by this law, um, you know, and I'm very proud of it. You know, I, I, I gave Absolutely. it all I had. You know, I put in over 11,000 hours of my own time. Uh, you know, I made four trips to DC, you know, in a, in a very broken and, you know, pain riddled body at the time. And um, so I ended up writing a book about my story. And uh, my book was published in September. Um, and, you know, we've had, um, you know, a lot of really good um, uh, feedback on my book. I've began to speak. Um, I've spoken to several groups four times now over the last month and a half. And every time I was speaking, I set up a table, a little booth, and I sell my, and I, and I sell my books. I wrote a book. I didn't choose this job. It chose me because it was no fun. Um, and I thank God um, had set me on this path uh, because I, 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 I don't know if anybody else could have done it. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed still myself that I got this job done because it was the most grueling, defeating, highs and, 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 you know, the highest and highs and the lowest of lows. Um, so I've sold 86 books online, but the good thing is, is I've sold, you know, a couple of hundred when I speak at live events. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I went and looked on my online account today on Amazon. It's like 86 books and it's been out for three months. So I'm kind of in this circle of my friends and family. Right, um, right. You know, in, in my fellow supporters on the tally bill uh, page. Um, and that circle has been a great support system for me, um, you know, over the years. But I, I, I'm trying to break out into the general public now. Okay. okay. I really, truly believe that my book would add a lot of value, uh, tremendous life value uh, to anybody that decides to pick it up and read it. And 
I'm a Marine. It's a very quick read. <laughs> and it has a lot of pictures in it. So, it, and, it's in, and the print's big, you know, so it's, like I said, it's a very nice, easy read. Um, but there's a lot of information out there that's very useful to veterans, to their families, and to really anybody. Um, this book would be great for anybody who's looking for that, uh, you know, you know, a little bit of purpose, uh, you know, a little bit of drive, resilience, perseverance, strength through determination. And never Absolutely. Quit. You know, so that's kind of like a quick recap on stuff. Um, yeah. So that's it, man. What um, what gave you the motivation to keep going? Um, to keep to keep pushing forward, even though you, you you've been hit with a lot of shit, been blindsided. You know, um, doors have probably been closed in your face. Uh, what gave you that motivation to say, "This is what I got to do"? My kids. Um, you, you know, I've always been their their leader. Um, and when dad, when dad wasn't working anymore and when dad got sick, dad sat in a chair for years. I mean, I peed in a bucket, you know, my bladder was broken. My kids had to, you know, take daddy's bucket and, and, and empty it, bring me food and all that. I just, you know, I was like a POW in my own home yeah. for so many years, just battling not only the physical ailments of that infection and what it left behind but the the mental part of the anxiety and the, the and the depression and all that stuff that began to kind of just riddle you know my broken body and um after just one day i i looked at myself in the mirror and i'm like man this isn't it's not gonna end this way yeah <laughs> it's a no-go not gonna have it's a no-go can't happen yeah, this way. yeah look i've always been a you know you know i've always wanted life you know i, I kicked life's ass for 38 years and, and then at the at 38 you know i fell through the cracks and, and i got hurt and all of 39 and all of 40 and all of 41 were really hard years and 42 and then when I turned 43 it began to turn around a little bit and that's when I began to get up I decided I was going to get one percent better every single day and that I knew my kids were watching me yeah you said what motivated me I I realized my kids are watching me and if I were to quit and if I were, were to give up I, and I know the deck or the deck was completely stacked against me. Like I said, the VA completely threw me, you know, through the wolves, uh, me and my family to the wolves. They, 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 they hurt me. They, they, they took away my livelihood, my business. We lost so much. Um, and, and then the legal mal malpractice. That was the kill shot. And then you, and then you put all that together, and then not having a congressman, mm. not even having a fucking congressman. Yeah. Finally, I said I cannot live with myself knowing that this loophole is out here, and it's destroyed so many lives and so many veterans that if I don't do something about this, if I don't do something about this, 
other veterans and, uh, and other families are going to continue to be destroyed by this bureaucratic system that is completely working against the veteran community. Absolutely. And it doesn't need to be that way. And so that's why against, I guess my better judgment, I said, I, I'm not going to be able to live my life like this, knowing that I could have done something about it. So I dealt yep. my life to fixing it. And so that be- that began with me putting down my ideas on how I would change this law. I would call it the tally bill. And I would draft this in professional government bill form. And that's when I said, screw it. I'll just be my own member of Congress. I just won't get a paycheck for it. And that's exactly what I did. I became a lobbyist. Yes. I didn't know I had that in me. Yeah. I didn't have any college or anything like that. I'm a landscaper. I'm a Marine, right? Yeah. But that's what's that's what drives you, man. Like that's the thing that like I felt because I did a lot of research on like the bill itself and how it was drafted up like and it is if you look at it and anyone and I'll put it in the description when we send this out, it is really to the point of Barney style, but at the same time, it is one hundred percent professional of what a government bill looks like. Yeah, and I mean, it's great. I mean, I am so glad you did this in that sense because you know us as vets say yes, we have the help from our senators. We have our senators, we have all this. But at the end of the day, we have to remember we really don't. We're still a property of the government. We're just just like our M4, just like our M16, any of that. We're still just a piece of equipment that they use. And we have to remember Correct. that. Yeah, so, you know, like, we got the bill drafted. Like I said, I hand-delivered it. And that's where I, you know, began to... Uh, you know, sit down with these members of Congress and their professional staffers and and uh, lobby the bills as if I was a paid lobbyist again, but there was no money in the lobbying or anything like that. Simply just, um, you know, passion um, and, you know, and a plan I had on how I would see this all the way through. And a lot of that came with an obsession. Which is and, good. Like, That's your drive. You know, yeah, that was my drive knowing that I have got to get this job done. There, There's nothing that's going to stop me from getting this job done. That's awesome, um, so, man. Yeah, the first bill became the second bill, became the third bill, became the fourth bill. Um, you know, I, I had three House bills. I had one Senate bill um, that were all in, that were all introduced, um, you know, in my namesake. And, you know, again, the, the neat part about my story is that I'm nobody special. I'm just a family guy. I got four beautiful kids. You know, I had a, you know, a, you know, a successful small business. I served my country. Um, I've always paid my taxes and yep. lived an honorable lifestyle. And uh, again, just a normal guy, fell through the cracks. And, um, it, 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 and then after years of uh, pain and heart and hardship, uh, that man decided to get up uh, to fight for the good of the country to make a difference. Um, and, and that's exactly what he did. Um, and again, no college experience, no, uh, you know, professional, you know, coaching and how to effectively communicate, uh, with Congress and sitting yep. members of Congress and how to draft your own bill. I mean, I just got it done. I just used my entrepreneurial mindset 
<laughs> and that never quit attitude and, and that mentality and I and I put it to work like any good American can and should in this country and, and I, I think a lot of people have forgotten that you can make a positive difference without burning buildings uh, you know without burning down buildings and and, and cities and flags and, and yeah breaking glass you know you you can actually have a seat at the table and and and, and make a difference um, if you choose to engage in a positive professional manner. Um, and, you exactly. know, it was very hard. Like I said, 11,000 hours, four trips to D.C., had to visit nine states in my own car. And, you know, it, it was constant. I, I stayed in front of Congress constantly, and I did it in the most divisive Congress of, of, our, of our country's history. Um, and during some strange times, I, I had to do all this. I, I was fighting House impeachments, Senate impeachments. I was fighting the war overseas. There was always the media was always talking about stories after stories after stories. And you had COVID, and then you had, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, the riots all across the country. Yep. 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 And and you know, this was when I was fighting for the tally bill. You know, and. And the media would only cover so much because there was so much going on in the news cycle. And then, of so course, then, too, the the speaks of the new president or new presidential candidates coming in and that hotness of all that going on as well. I mean, marketing wise, that that was a marketing nightmare for you, I, I could imagine. Yeah, I mean, I just was constantly making content material and sending it out constantly. I mean, I, I mean, I was always um you know, uh, engaging with the media. I was always engaging uh, with the, the members of Congress and the professional staffers, uh, their chiefs of staff and all that stuff. That's huge. Just to say, look, I've got something really important here, too. There's 20.2 million American veterans at risk right now um, of them falling through the cracks, uh, you know, due to no fault of their own. But I've always said nobody is perfect. So right. VA medical malpractice can and it will happen. Mm-hmm. And that's just, it happens. It's Nobody is perfect. People are going to get hurt or they're going to get uh, neglected. Mistakes. The malpractice will happen. But when it does, veterans need protections and they, yep. and they need legalities in place. So they don't lose everything that they've ever worked so hard for. And, 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 and two, um, if you lose your livelihood and your physical health and your mental health or whatever it may be, you need compensated for that because, you know, you've got your financial future, you know, at risk. You've got your, yeah. uh, you know, your, you know, your business, you know, all your bills and this and that. You're raising a family. You need that. That is called insurance. Right. And in, in the real world, you know, they would sue that doctor and, 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 and period. Um, you would get compensated for their errors. Right. And that's the only thing I did here is protected every veteran for when those errors do happen, um, they have a clear path of legal recourse and they have a leg to stand on, um, yeah. you know, literally. So, yeah. And that, so that brings me to my next question. Um, so I'm actually going to uh, stop the recording of Anchor and start a new segment for it so this way we're clear so we can segment into it very nicely as opposed to just a bunch of chopping and blocking and all that stuff 
Um, because we are live, uncaught, uncensored. That's just who we are. We we hold almost zero edits in our uh, in our recording. So um, I'll do that right now, and then we'll hop back on in a second. We'll still stay live with Streamyard, um, but definitely uh, go into this next segment. Texas, are you? I'm in Houston. Houston, okay. We are back on the second segment now. I was able to load that. I found some tricks. I'll tell you later, Zach, about that. But yep. so we can jump right back onto it. Yeah, Houston. I heard it is. Uh, I have I had a bunch of battles in Basic AIT and actually in Fort Drum, who are from the Houston area, and they say they love it. So yeah, it's awesome. nice. You know, it gets a little humid. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I've gotten used to that. I've adapted. Nice. Uh, to, to that, but you know, coming from you know, uh, you know, so I spent half my life in Colorado and the other half in uh, Southern California. So nice. I kind of grew up in both of those states. So it's yeah. very much more affordable than those two other states, which has given <laughs> us everything that we need to rebuild and to you know pick up the pieces from you know when we lost so 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 much and. Um, you know, from like 2016 to say, you know, it was like 2020. Yeah. Um, so we were able to save our house there, sell it, and then come out here and start over again. You know, which has been a tremendous blessing. So awesome. You know, I'm very fortunate for that. Now, here's here's a question. I know it's kind of like kind of off thrown sideways. Is there a hobby or something that you do? I know with ourselves, with the podcast and the platforms and stuff like we we all have a lot of stuff going on, especially now running the business. Uh, but is there a hobby that you do uh, to kind of relax a little bit, take your mind off things? And, you know, because we all grind, grind, grind. But where, what's the point where you step back and just, like, relax? Do you have, like, a certain thing that you do? He eats out eats barbecue. I know. I saw that. No yeah. no barbecue up here you got us, man. <laughs> yeah, big shout-outs to him, too. We go to Honor Cafe and we eat barbecue and... Uh, but I don't really have a, I just, when, when all this stuff happened, I, it, it completely made me a different person. It, it, like, I don't really do a lot of hobbies anymore. It's just, I mean, my hobbies are watching my kids play sports. That's awesome. Uh, my hobbies are hanging out with my family or whatever it may be, or making content for the tally bill page. Yep. You know, I've given so much of my life over the last, you know, you know, well, it, it's been six years, January, six years next month since my nightmare began. Yep. And it was a five-year storm that, that I was in. And the storm was horrifying. Absolutely. Um, and I, I never thought it was going to end. Um, and then the last year, year and a half, they have been great. Um, and, and again, you know, so we've gone out shooting a few times. You know, I do enjoy that. Nice. Um, but other than that, man, there's hobbies I've done in years years and years and i really should pick a hobby up because uh i know i I do a lot of you know like i said i help a lot of veterans that reach out to me on my facebook page that are dealing with the va and other stuff like that um and and i've really just dedicated my life to uh, this tally bill cause you know i've I've wrote a book you know i'm I'm, I'm an author now i speaking is it's a hobby now Uh, you know so if you say hey man what's a hobby I, I, i like to get out and speak in front of people and, and deliver uh, some inspiration and some 
you know some just strong words of advice because I, I mean, I mean, I've been there and and uh, you know, I, I was down on my luck for years and and now that I know that by just trusting the process and just just doing what you can to get one percent better, that's it. Just sometimes it was just getting up out of my chair, going outside for five minutes, coming in. I, yeah. I mean, just yeah, little definitely. stuff, just baby steps to 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 wake my body back up to say dude this ain't you man you know and and, and despite your you know your the the shit that's happened to you get up you know your kids your kids are watching you and you don't want your kids to go down that that should scare me to death zach it, it is uh, them saying yeah my dad quit you know well not my yeah. dead or gone or whatever like yeah you know my dad was a great guy and then he got hurt well, now it'd be like my dad was a great guy, and then then he got hurt, and now he's saving better than ever. One million veterans kicking kicking life's ass. So you know he could leave some sort of a legacy behind to 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 know that when they hurt us and in my family, they hurt us so bad that when I told them when I called my shot, um, I, I told them that I would see this all the way through, and that would never do this again to another veteran and their family Good. um you know and, and so my kids now can be proud of me you yes. know and and they could say you know what my dad he when he gets started on something he never gives up um you know and you know i like like i said this has changed my life forever i mean i was a pretty gung-ho hard charging custom landscape you know tobacco dipping beer drinking you know hard charger you know yep. uh, that that coached football and sports and you know went to sporting events and hunted and all that stuff and now i'm just the guy that you know i, I go to church quite often now uh, and you know like i said i get out and i just speak with people and you know i'm engaged with my book yeah i'm trying to get my book out yeah. there um you know because i know I, I know it will have so much value uh to you know to folks you know you know to their lives so that's awesome. Kind of like, kind of like, you know, you're saying you, you right now you don't have a hobby and you should, you should pick a hobby. Um, seems like kind of making up for lost time in a way. All yeah. The, the, five, the five years of shit you've been through. Um, you, you, you lost all that time with your kids. Um, yeah. Like you're, and you couldn't, you couldn't even some days get up out of your chair, um, or you didn't yeah. want to get up out of your chair. Um, you know, and it's it, it's nice. It's nice to see you know a family-oriented person. Um, Absolutely. There's yeah, that, that yeah. just doesn't think about himself. Um, I, I, I see it a lot that people just you know it's it's about me, 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 and, and in reality, it's not about you. Yeah. It's, it's it's you know it's it's hard to you know keep my mouth shut and <laughs> and but you know it, it's the story is just amazing uh, just the shit you lost the shit you went through and and how you turn it around and and didn't quit you didn't have that I'm not gonna quit attitude. Well, Zach, like we were saying too, you know we were so coincidentally my daughter and. Um, Zach's son, they, they're in the same grade, same age group. They both play trumpet. Like it was, 
coincidentally, they just all ended up in the same category. And... No, I'm sorry, it was Leo play. He plays the flu. The flu. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry. Um, But Monday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday, when was it? I forgot. Last night. So, Wednesday, Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, There was a huge concert. But both me and Zach were there. We sat a little bit of distance, and, like, we literally sent each other pictures, like, hey, guys, see you. But it's, like, seeing that support that we have for our kids. And, great, you I sat further down because my knee is all messed up, and, you know, that's a whole nother, probably a, a six-tally bill you could send, um, <laughs> where that the Army didn't want to do anything about it. They just said, oh, you're fine, you're fine, physical therapy, needling, here, you know, here's some electric to heal it. Oh, wait, here's 40 meds to heal your yeah. body bullshit you know i moved to scary county within two weeks i have a surgery and now i can walk halfway normal i'd say but it's one of those things that's like you know it's so good to see you know people who actually care about their family and put time in for their family and you know i talked to my my other daughter star almost every night and my oldest one you know i'm still working on that but it's like you don't realize you have all that luck and all that fortune until you almost lose it. And that wakes you up. It yeah. definitely does, man. Yeah, I'm a 100% family guy. I've, I've always been. Um, you know, that been married 24 years. And got four beautiful kids. That's awesome. Um, you know, and, and I've always, you know, have been their, their sole provider, their leader, their motivator, their coach, yep. their life coach, their mentor. Um, you know, when I went down, it was tough, you know, but my family, we never grew apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was always there for me uh, through thick and thin. My That's kids awesome. were always there, uh, you know, for me through thick and thin. And, um, you know, we're a rock. Uh, we are un- unscratched, unscathed, um, and, and we're solid. That's and, awesome. Uh, you know, I, I, I thank the Lord for that and, and again, for the blessings of my family. And, you know, we, we went through um, some hard times um, and uh, we finally came out of it. And, and that's the thing. Now I'm living again. You know, yeah. I'm happy. I'm not smiling now. I'm, I'm trying to get back to the old me. There's a lot of things I can't do anymore. So I don't even, you know, try because, you know, you know, I'm so limited a lot with my, you know, with my spine and so on and so forth. I do have a lot of doctor's appointments, unfortunately, that I need to, you know, attend to and chiropractic appointments and, you know, um, but that's fine. I'm living again. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying life. Um, and, uh, and now I'm just here to tell a story, man. You know, I'm just here to tell, to tell a story. Yeah, brother. I mean, you look great. You really do. Um, you know, I, I scroll through some of the pictures and stuff when we, when we first promoted this and it's just amazing to see you from like your hospital bed and just, your face too, just the the happiness you you seem now compared to where you were. Um, I know with myself, you know, we had a lot of uh, I had a lot of up and downs in the military, and there was a point where, um, you know, I didn't want to live anymore. This and the other, and seeing my face, just some regular pictures from that life to where I am now, is a whole 180, and it's just amazing. You know, the military sucks the life out of you. You know, no matter what anybody says, it sucks life at you. You join at 18 or 20 or 30. You know, even if you do three, four years, and when you get out, you look different because you've gone through things. You've seen things that most people don't. But I guess the next question I'll ask, because we got about eh, 15, 20 minutes left. Um, 
is you bring up faith a lot, which I absolutely love because, um, you know, I, I practice a different faith than most people. Um, I know you are a God-loving man and God-fearing man, and that's awesome. And I appreciate and respect all religions. So how did faith itself, well, let's put in a bigger picture, faith itself get you through your pain and struggles? I mean, I couldn't even, you know, I blow my knee, my back, different things like that. I know, Zach, you have tons of pains too, man. Like, we get up like 80-year-old men trying to get out of a chair, you know. It's it's one of those things. So how, how do you use faith to push you through that pain? Well, um, prior to my injury, um, I, I believed in God, uh, but that was the extent of it. That never really did the walk, um, never really prayed much, um, never went to church. Um, and, and then uh, in 20, er, early 2019, so 16, 17, 18, so almost four years into my complete horrifying story, um, somebody noted noticed that I was just a broken, a broken man, a broken spirited man. And, uh, they invited me to go to a veterans uh, program called Mighty Oaks. And so I went to Mighty Oaks and it was a one week, uh, Christian faith-based program, uh, with veterans that suffer from PTSD. Um, and, uh, that changed my life. You know, that changed a lot of my outlook on things. And it, it, it allowed me to take a step back and say, you know what, I can't control all this stuff, what's going on. <clears throat> you know, all I can do is make better decisions that would put me in a better position. What I mean by that is that once I put everything into God's hands, mm -hmm. that's when my life began to improve, to know that God has brought me through all this stuff and he's also going to get me through it. Right. Uh, and, and once I got baptized in 2019 um, at, at, at Mighty Oaks, um, you know, again, that's when things started to change. And I started to see a change in me and I began to pray and I began to read my Bible. You know, I'm not a, you know, a guy who's going to sit down and, and for hours read a book. I'll read five minutes a day. Um, I'll go to church on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever it may be when I can, when the kids aren't playing sports, whatever. Uh, but, you know, I've become a part of my church here in Houston. And, um, you know, it's something that I'm going to continue to do um, because I enjoy it and I know it works. And uh, prayer is very powerful. Um, you know, I agree. It, 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 it really helped me get get back um, to, you know, to living again. Uh, you know, it really did. So... That's awesome, man. It really is. Um, I know myself, like, for my faith, because um, I, I practice more or less along lines, I guess, the railroad side of it as a uh, Nordic Wiccan. Um, a lot of Odinism without the Aryan Brotherhood type bullshit thrown into it, um, but more of the Viking style Wiccan. And I realize, like, once you have a faith, once you have a focusing point, I guess, everything else in the world all the BS, all the bullshit just kind of disappears and you realize the truth in life, whether it's Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, any, and it doesn't even have to have a label. You can say, um, I'm a meat popsicle. I don't, I don't even know, but as long as you have your own spiritualism involved in your life and you can focus your energy on 
just drowning out all the noise in the world, I feel. Like, all the extra bullshit. And you focus yourself of, what do I want out of life? How can I make myself happy? That's what it's about. Um, and you do. You clear out a lot of that that BS that you hear. Um, yeah, it's just staying focused, you know. You know, staying on tasks, you know, staying, you know, staying focused. You know, yeah, man. And, you know, and like I said, just whatever's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. That's yeah. just the way it is. And, and 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 so when it does, that's God's plan. Um, Absolutely. And God's plan for me was for me to go through this, what I went through. Um, and again, I, I didn't choose this job. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it chose me. And you know, it it, it details that you know, because I liked my life. Mm-hmm. I, I loved my life before January of 2016. I hated my life for for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, now we're again we're you know we're through the storm, and you know it's just you know it they do end. I, I ne- never thought my storm was going to end because once everything starts to roll in a downward spiral. It just continues one thing it just snowballs and then and then before you know it nothing's going right nothing could go right absolutely so that's you know one of the great testimonies i have is that through all this through all the wrong my family always remained strong and intact that's awesome Um, where a lot of families would have fallen apart um you know and I don't think it made us stronger because we were already very strong. We just remained strong. Their resiliency. But now that we've been through all this crap together, we are so much more appreciative of everything. Um, You know, so, you know, like we lost our family vehicle and we had to share a car, a little car. Um, for for four and a half years, me and my wife ride share. We had to, she, she, she took me to my appointments. <laughs> and then, um, you know, we'd have to share the car, going to football practice and this and that. And <clears throat> and so now we have a new car. Nice. Yeah, man, I've been there. I definitely know how that is. That's for sure. Um, yeah. You know, and we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's those. It's those small tribulations you have to go through. Those small heartaches, um, whether they seem small for some people or big for others. Is is huge, you know. You gotta, you gotta appreciate it because it's gonna be tough. You good, brother? You good? <laughs> Got a dry throat. Hey, I don't know. I don't know about Houston FD, but you know, at least in Milbert. Well, no, Steve's not on right now, so you might you might have to, <laughs> might have to check on that one. But yeah, it's the small things in life that you really have to appreciate because if you don't, you can lose it all very quick and. Clearly, you know, you've seen that. You, you've seen that, you know, you had the world by the nuts, so to speak. And all of a sudden, it just gets ripped out from under you. But the way you come back and learn from it, and the people around you that support you and help you and save you, those are the ones that are going to build that wall, that foundation for something, for greatness. You know, it's the ones who run away real quick, who say, oh, no, they're down their luck or whatever. I can't deal with that. No, it's, it's those ones who come together and help you and and fortify that wall to help you those are the ones who are going to be there 100 percent yep so that's awesome man uh zach do you have any uh 
I guess last questions. Um, just one more. Um, how can how can we help get your book out there? Yeah, that's I great. Mean, I'd, I'd I'd like to help get your book out. You know, yeah. up this way in New York, and and you know, try try to you know push it. Um, I'd like to read your book. I got to get your book so I can read it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I'd I'd love to love to push your book as as much as I can. Um, yeah. So um, just you know, folks can reach out to me. Okay. We can sign it and uh, send it to them. Amazon um, is another one too. Uh, you know, I can get a link uh, for you guys. Yeah, definitely. And, we'll uh, throw that in the uh, or the uh, description for Anchor. Um, and that yeah. reaches out, obviously, Spotify, Heart Radio, all these other ones. So, definitely. Yeah, definitely. If we can get, you know, a link or, or whatever to uh, get your book out there, um, I'd love to do it. Yeah. I mean, the story is amazing. I, I One, I'm very happy you're here nowadays. Like, I'm, I'm glad you survived it. Um, <laughs> prior to the military, I had a little stint of MRSA myself. It sucks. But, I mean, I couldn't even imagine, like, a... Um, something in my spine or the brain because doing my medical research and all the stuff that I am in right now in my life it's it's insane how quick things can spread how bad they can get yeah. very quickly and you can literally be good one day the next day you're paralyzed and then you're dead so it's so great to see that you're here man telling this story um, you yeah, know it means I, a lot to all other vets yeah it was a very close call for me um, on, on being paralyzed yeah. And uh, my doctor just told me uh, about a month ago that my risk of becoming paralyzed is very uh, is very high. Oh, yeah. Uh, coming up uh, because I have to do a lot of spinal manipulation, uh, stuff like that, and, and my spine's so brittle, and you know, there's been a lot of damage to it, so. Hopefully not, but again, it's God's plan, right? Yeah. And I'm just here as a... As a pawn. Yeah. One day yeah. at a time. Yep, one day at a time. Yeah. Baby steps, you know, I, I, I know for a fact that, you know, so many times, you know, people try to get so much stuff done in just one ball swoop. And, you know, that's a lot of military guys, you know, just want to get it done, just want to get after it, but <laughs> yep. getting a bill passes a lot of baby steps, you know, and, and that's when I said, okay, well, I'm, I'm so jacked up, how, how can I even begin to, to get back to not just being me, but to just c- carry on a conversation? Right, or and that, and then that's where the whole one percent better, you know, get out and smell, smell the flowers, get out and take a couple pictures, get out and take a walk around the block, get out and then get better, get better, get better. Yeah, before you know it, you're walking the halls of Congress, you know, with uh, loading your pockets up with pain pills and anxiety meds, but you're but you're doing it, yep. you know, you're yeah, getting yeah. out of your comfort zone. And you are making it happen, um, and, and and that's why I decided to get off the sidelines, get out of my chair, get out of my comfort zone, and enter the unknown because that's what I was entering. It was the unknown, and, and it scared the shit out of me. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I'm going up against made men, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, trying to expose this egregious loophole, um, and, you know, and the best way I could as tactful um, and as professional and as sincere as I could. Um, say, that's got to be the hardest and, part. Yeah, because I, I knew if I were to raise my voice or be angry, I, I, I would have never gotten a seat at the table. Um, so in, in order for me to keep my seat at the table, I had to kill them with kindness. Um, and that's exactly what I did. And that's why I was successful in getting this bill all the way through and, and signing the law by President Trump is because I remained engaged. I remained professional. Um, and, um, and, it, and it was positive. It's um, awesome. Yeah. The, uh, these members of Congress, you know, they always get out and they slander everybody. Mm-hmm. And all they do is slander everybody. I could have slandered the VA. I could have slandered congressmen and congresswomen that didn't work with me. But but I didn't. Where does that could get you out there? Today? With kindness, I killed I killed Congress with kindness. And um, once I got my seat at the table, I never gave up my seat. I kept that seat until it was done uh, because that seat was occupied by me <laughs> and I was my own damn member of Congress. People say, you're going to run for Congress? I said, nope, I did that job for three years. Yep. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's not fun. It's no. it, it's sickening, you know, and, uh, you know, and I know that there needs to be good people in those seats. Um, but uh, yeah, with the political climate right now in our country, <laughs> That's not that's not your time now. That's not the job that chose you right now. No, no. The job that chose me right now is throwing 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 some inspiration to folks out there that need it. You know. Absolutely. Well I gotta say, man, it's been awesome having you on. Yeah. You know. Uh one last time, where can people find you, find the bill, you know, where they can they contact you, your shout outs? Where yeah. where what do you gotta go for that? So um the book uh, is titled I Didn't Choose This Job, It Chose Me. So that's what it looks like right there. Um, and they can get it on Amazon, um, Barnes & Noble, pretty much anywhere books are sold online. Okay. Um, or if people want to reach out to me, um, I can autograph it, sign it, and I can mail it to them. And then uh, we just take payments through uh, PayPal, uh, Venmo, Facebook pay, you know, whatever it may be. And then I can ship it directly uh, to anybody that might want a book. And it's a great book. Um, and my brother wrote the back part of the book. Um, and uh, one of my good buddies uh, wrote the foreword on the book. And he was a guy I served with in the Marine Corps who did every single visit to D.C. with me. He made sure I was never alone in D.C. Um, and he was always, you know, right by my side uh, during uh, during this fight. That's um, awesome, so I was man. very blessed to have so many good friends and family and supporters out there, um, you know, from throughout the country and, um, you know, folks that believed in the tally bill and, and they believed in what I was doing um, and, you know, fighting for, you know, for what's right um, for, for all veterans. I mean, this isn't something that's just, oh, well, 
only this specific group of veterans is going to benefit from this and only this specific you know the va likes to kind of you know isolate you know things this is only for vietnam vets this is only for you know you know you know native american you know vets this is only for african-american vets this is only for female vets but the tally bill takes care of all veterans um, and it protects all veterans. Uh, so everybody is involved and everybody runs the risk of uh, medical malpractice. And everybody says, oh, that'll, that won't happen to me until it, until it does. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome, brother. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story. Um, yeah. We definitely want to have you back on again um, in the future. Uh, Christmas has been crazy so far with just the holiday season, I'd say, uh, lining stuff up and getting things uh, on point. Yeah, it's we'll been work, nuts. On, work on something again. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And sorry about my choking, man. I oh no, you're good. Talking and, and my and my throat completely dries up. And I'm like, oh man, I'm done here. Yeah. <laughs> Throw me to the, I guess awesome. the talent. Yeah, but no, I'm good. I'm good. Awesome. <laughs> nice. But yeah, thank you, man, so much no, again. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Um, like we always say, you know, me, me and Zach saying is, uh, you know, one, yeah. two, three, stay, stay triggered. triggered.